0: Hello friends, welcome to Learning Radio, I'm Praveen Sharma. Human beings, not just human beings, every creature on this planet Earth, seen or unseen by you and me, tries to defend himself, herself. And when you are defending yourself, there is a possibility that when you are afraid of something else or someone else, you may try to attack the same thing, which was making you afraid. Have you ever seen a snake? What kind of feeling comes to your mind when you hear the word snake? And do you think that uh, they are always harmful and every snake is harmful or they are harmless? This is what we shall be knowing by the excuse of uh, reading a poem called The Snake Trying written by W.W.E. Ross. This is a poem which is unrhymed, free verse, with unequal lines, friends, and it's a plea from the side of the poet to the human beings to treat snakes in a kind manner. You know, human beings generally tend to kill snakes to avoid uh, being bitten. But the poet reveals through this poem that all snakes are not poisonous, and all of them do not harm human beings. Now, this kind of thing sounds like a general knowledge or some kind of uh, awareness material. Yes, that is also a kind of poetry in which the poets, uh, they intend to give us some instruction for the sake of knowledge and uh, for teaching as well. We call it didactic poetry. Yes, didactic poetry is in a way some kind of a linear poem in which there is no typical rhyme. No other rules are followed in which you see some kind of uh, beautification in the poem. No, it's for instructional purpose, for the enhancement of knowledge and to teach people something. So such poetry is called didactic poetry. Now this poem by W. W. E. Ross, The Snake Trying, 9th grade, CBSE curriculum, English is a didactic poem. We think so. Let's know more about uh, the poem. The poet belongs to Canada and uh, he has been hailed as the first modern Canadian poet and his mass contribution to the Canadian literature has made him a celebrity. Like People consider such things about him. In this particular poem, he is talking about a snake who is trying to escape from being hit by the stick held by a person who is trying to kill it. The poet wants to say that all snakes are not harmful, so this one, the one which is the hero of this particular poem, is also not having the venom. The Snake Trying by Ross is a poem that focuses on the plight, the struggle of a snake who is chased by humans. It also portrays the author's concern towards the snake and the community of snakes that way and his feeling towards animal cruelty in general. He talks about the other side of snakes and uh, tries to break uh, the common belief that all snakes are poisonous. Snakes can be classified into venomous and non-venomous. Among the venomous snakes, only a selected few can kill or significantly wound a human, although venomous is uh, equated to being poisonous. They can mean two different things, friends. In the case of snakes, when poison must be inhaled or absorbed, venom is injected through the snake's fangs. There are about 3000 species of snakes all over the world. Although 600 species fall under the venomous category, only 200 of them are deadly poisonous. Now deadly poisonous is 200. Some of the most venomous snakes in the world are Inland Taipan, Brown Snake, uh, Dubois, Sea Snake, and the Cobra. Do not forget that. Snakes are cold-blooded reptiles. They are covered with scales all over the body to produce friction when they move on the ground. They have forked tongues which uh, they flick around, helping them a sense uh, if there is danger of food nearby. They also have small pores in front of their eyes called pit holes, which help them detect if there are any warm-blooded animals nearby. Now, that's a general knowledge thing about snakes, but let's go to the, the understanding of the poem, which is the primary concern for you and me. So this particular poem, a harmless green-colored snake is just running away from the human beings, not actually the human beings, It is actually stick which is chasing it. The stick is in the hand of a human and the stick is chasing the snake. So the snake tells us, the poet is telling us that the stick is chasing. So again, you can see the transferred epithet. If you remember, the adjective which is meant for something else is being used uh, for something else. Uh, People fear snakes when they see one, they they try to kill it with a stick. So the stick is chasing uh, Mr. Snake. Now, the stanzas are uh, small and the poem also gives you an understanding about uh, uh, being sympathetic and loving towards all living creatures. Of course, not towards all the snakes, You, you do need to take care of it. The explanation of the poem? The word by word paraphrasing can be read by you. Of course, you have uh, that particular thing, that that resource with you, we are just providing you the gist or uh, the thing that this particular poem is talking about. The Summary of the Poem The Poem The Snake Trying by W.W.E. Ross portrays the sad plight of a snake who is attacked by humans. The poem begins with the snake making a desperate attempt to escape from the clutches of people who attack him. They chase the snake with heavy sticks in an attempt to hit him. The poet stands apart from his attackers as he enjoys the thin, long, slender body of the snake as he moves in curves. The snake moves in the water away from the strokes and the poet wishes that he hides in the reeds that grow near the water. The reeds, I mean to say the marsh plants or the plants which are the grass, the thin grass which are there in in the water, the reeds are tangled and therefore he could be protected from the human's eyesight. The poet does not find any logic in people chasing the snake as he is a small green snake that uh, cannot cause any harm to even children. He had stayed calm and enjoyed himself along the cool sand of the water body, I mean snake. When the people started chasing him, they had forced him to crawl away from even that particular area where he was just lying without any disturbance to anyone and um, they forced him to crawl away. And from his attackers into the water and the reeds, leaving only the ripples behind him. So the ripples are left to us and the ripples of uh, certain feelings also are being left to us. And we are thinking, what exactly is there in the poem? Nothing actually. But no, there is so much in it. We have actually found uh, simplicity that uh, such didactic poems are also uh, triggering or initiating some thought process in us. So do enhance your knowledge about snakes by the excuse of reading this poem and uh, yes, join the recital of the poem through the audio which has been uh, given created by C.I.E.T. and C.E.R.T. So here, so, so here comes the audiobook The Snake Trying.
1: Now let us listen to a poem The Lake Isle of Innisfree written by William Butler Yeats, From page number 54 to 55 Introduction This well-known poem explores the poet's longing for the peace and tranquility of Innisfree, a place where he spent a lot of time as a boy. This poem is a lyric. The Poem Lake Isle of Innisfree I will arise and go now and go to Innisfree And a small cabin built there of clay and wattles made Nine bean rows will I have there a hive for the honey bee And live alone in the bee-loud glade And I shall have some peace there for peace comes dropping slow, Dropping from the veils of the morning To where the cricket sings, Their midnights all a glimmer, And noon a purple glow, And evenings full of the linnet's wings. I'll arise and go now For always night and day, I hear the lake Water lapping with low sounds by the shore. While I stand on the roadway or on the pavements, grey, I hear it in the deep heart's core. Glossary Wattles means twisted sticks for making fences, walls. Glade means clearing. Open space. Linnet means a small brown and grey bird with a short beak. Thinking about the poem. First part. Question number one. What kind of place is Inifri? Think about. One. The three things the poet wants to do when he goes back there. Stanza one. Two, what he hears and sees there, and its effect on him, stanza two. Three, what he hears in his heart's core, even when he is far away from Innisfree, stanza three. Question number two. By now, you may have concluded that Innisfree is a simple, natural place, full of beauty and peace how does the poet contrast it with where he now stands read stanza three question number three do you think in history is only a place or a state of mind does the poet actually miss the place of his boyhood days second part question number one look at the words the poet uses to describe what he sees and hears at Innisfree. 1. Be loud, Glade. 2. Evenings full of the linnets' wings. 3. Lake water lapping with low sounds. What pictures do these words create in your mind? Question number 2. Look at these words. Peace comes dropping slow, dropping from the whales of the morning to where the cricket sings. What do these words mean to you? What do you think comes dropping slow from the whales of the morning? What does to where the cricket sings mean? Quote. In the words of Gautam Buddha, Health is the greatest gift, Contentment, the greatest wealth, Faithfulness, the best relationship.